Hey guys, welcome to the Ryan is Super Strong podcast. This is episode 140 with my dear friend Phil Romo being featured this week. Phil is a bass player, so if you're a bass player and you're listening to this podcast, you must be freaking out. Because last week we had Bobby Wooten, this week we're Phil Romo. That's that's two two weeks of bass in your face. You know what I mean? So that's an amazing feeling, right? <laughs> uh, but so yeah, Phil is an amazing guy. He's been in our family friend group for years and years because he was in the band Intercept with my brothers Jeff and Christian Knudsen, who you probably know if you're a longtime listener. They've both been on the show and they've even played some Intercept music on this very show. So you've even heard Phil play on this show if you're a longtime listener. Um, that all being said, you're going to not only hear him play some more with Intercept today as he shares uh, many songs from the band, but also you're going to get to know him, hear about him, uh, his, very, his uh, wacky, goofy brother of mine, and so I'm very excited for you guys to meet him. We've, uh, we just did a show together not too long ago, and I was like, dang it, get over and do this show. It's been way too long. You should have been on way, way longer ago. Um, so it's awesome, and it's been a long time in the making, and it's a joy to be able to feature him now. Um, uh, mm, uh, that's really, you know, that's really all I want to say about the introduction to the show. I want you to get into it, you know what I mean? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to get into it right about now, but uh, before we do that, I will say that I have a couple shows this week. I guess some of them are private with past guests of this show, like Sean Patrick Gallagher and uh, other other people, but uh, one public thing I'm doing is at Hive and Honey Rooftop Bar, playing with Zach Churchill on Thursday in Irvine. Uh, we love playing this gig. Uh, we started doing this a couple of months ago. It's a new uh, bar restaurant in our in our repertoire, uh, but we play shows all the time. We have so many gigs coming up here in June uh, together, Zach and I. And uh, people that that have listened to the show loved Zach Churchill on the show. He played some music live. We recorded it at uh, at, at a radio station in in Laguna Beach. So if you want to go check out Zach Churchill and his some uh, some of his performing. He's got an album about to drop here in a couple, or maybe a month now, I guess. Yeah, and then, uh, so that's going to be exciting to feature that stuff again. But yeah, I'm playing with him at Hive and Honey in Irvine. And it's it's this rooftop bar. Um, if you can imagine it, it's on a roof. <laughs> the roof of the Marriott Hotel in Irvine. And uh, it's, just, it's, it's a really beautiful, insane, cool bar. So we, we love playing there. Uh, we're doing that 5 to 9 on Thursday the 13th. Um, everything else is either private or kind of secret. Uh, but then I, but I am doing some gigs with uh, past guests of the show. So, if you are a longtime listener, just know that you know the, the friends, the friends that you've made are still in my life. You know, the, the, the friends you've made by listening to this show. You know, people you've fallen in love with. They're all, <laughs> they're still in my life. We're still playing gigs and all this stuff. And it's been a really, really busy and crazy summer. Um, so I'm excited uh, for more of that. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be even crazier as the, as the weeks go by, and there are some really fun stuff being hyped soon. We had a great show last week with Schmab, Adam Cheskin, and Carolyn Janya during uh, Pride Week. So that was a delight, and some of you guys from the show uh, that listened to the show came out and talked to me. So that was really cool. And uh, I think that's it. You know. Oh no, there's one more thing I wanted to say. Um, Rachel Mazer, another episode that just happened recently, hap- uh, a couple weeks ago. Rachel texted me yesterday um, because there's a uh, NPR poll going on on um, all all songs considered. So if you go to NPR.org and look up the NPR music and all songs considered, there's a poll um, who's ca- that's called "Who's Your Favorite New Artist of 2019 So Far." That's a long title. Uh, for a poll, but that's what it is. It's a it's it's a it's a nomin- artist nomination page poll. 
So, uh, Rachel texted me and was like, hey, I'm trying to see if I can get on this thing. Would you, would you be down to fill it out? So I was like, yes. So I, I filled it out. I sent it to some friends that I know love her and her album. And now I'm telling you guys, if, uh, because her episode has been listened to a bunch. She has an amazing album uh, called How Do We Get By that I, I just love and I keep repeating when I'm in the car just listening to it. It's freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, if you want to support her and in, in her endeavor to get on this NPR list, uh, which would be, I'm sure, very, very helpful to her and get a lot of uh, a lot of more new fresh ears on her album, then go to NPR.org and look for that poll. Who's your favorite new artist of 2019 so far? Um, I love uh, promoting my friends and like obviously this is like a, a, a blanket poll. So I mean, you can you can even nominate anybody else that you're thinking of that you would like to be nominated. If there's other artists or other artists from this show that you want to back up and help out, uh, go nominate people. So that's that's uh, what I did last night. I nominated a few friends. So um, go do that. But certainly, because Rachel brought it to my attention, you should go do it for Rachel Mazer and then go back and listen to that episode because she features a bunch of the music uh, that, she, that, that she's wanting other people to hear. So... Uh, I think she features four tunes from that album. So if you want to go listen to her stuff, do that. Um, that would be great. Now, what I need to do is get you going into the show. You know what I mean? We need to get out of this intro and into the show. So that's what we're going to do now. <laughs> if you have a little puppy nearby, give him a scratch. You know, uh, my little dog, Rupert, is in the other room right now. He's asleep. Um, but, you know, soon I'll be sleeping too. Um, so that's that's a good feeling. Um, if you, <laughs> if you're chilly, you know, get a hot beverage or a cold beverage if you're hot. Get a blanket. It is getting hot in LA. I don't know what you're dealing with wherever you are, but um, you know, just do whatever you need to stay temperate in your body temperature. <laughs> and um, you know, if you're driving your car and people are pissing you off, I hope that you can breathe in through the nose, breathe out through the mouth, and you know, just let let the good energy in. Don't get too pissed. Um, I'm very guilty of this too, um, but just you know, settle it down. Get ready for a laugh. You know, get ready for a smile. <laughs> and basically, what I say every week is, I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the freaking show. Welcome to the Ryan and Super Strong Podcast. This is Ryan Knudsen and I am, you guessed it, Super Strong. <laughs> Today's strength level is a yellow dog. Now, you might be going, I've never seen no yellow dog. Or you might say, oh yeah, I know what a yellow dog is. Or you might, if you're a friend of the band Intercept, you might know that there's an album called Yellow Dog. And I want to talk about that album here in a second, um, because the guest I have on today is someone that should have been on so much longer ago, and we've been... I've been waiting. <laughs> waiting and waiting. Oh, let me push that mic to you. Oh, okay, cool. You Thanks. just yanked that little baby over All there. All right. I want people to hear your velvety voice. <laughs> My velvety smooth voice. <laughs> I have a voice radio, and a face radio, too. <laughs> So I have a dear friend of mine who I've known since I was probably 15 or 16. Yep. This is a man, a bass player, a father, a teacher. He plays in the Daytime Emmy Band. He is, what else I write? Oh, yeah, founding member of the band Intercept with my yep. brothers Jeff and Christian Knudsen. This is a wonderful man by the name of Phil Romo. 
I thought you'd forgotten my name for a second. Well, that was I, took a a pa- pa- I took a pregnant pause. I took a pregnant pause. A pregnant pause. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about saying philium. The air was thick with pregnancy. <laughs> the reason it was so long is I was thinking, do I say philium now as a joke? Or do I just... Philbert. Or do I... Roma. <laughs> Philbert Reginald (laughs) just make up a very goofy name. No, I decided in that moment, and you can hear me thinking, you can literally hear the gears shifting very slowly. Okay. What do I call this guy? (laughs) My improv is very quick. Um, I was going, do I call him Philium as a joke, or do I be a little bit of a professional and actually say his actual Christian name? (laughs) I appreciate the professionalism. (laughs) Good, man. Well, how are you doing, man? It's good to have you. I am great, man. I'm over the moon. I'm really happy to be here. Um, you know, I've always considered you a brother. Yeah, man. Your brothers are brothers to me. So yeah. it's it's wonderful to be here. I, I love checking out your pad and your whole setup. Yeah, thanks, man. You know, uh, we were talking about, oh, you record in Logic. Let me see these mics. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're all geeking out on the gear that you had here. Yeah, man. It's yeah, very. And, and R- Rupert's hanging out. Yeah, Rupert's chilling here in between yeah, us. He likes it. to. Be, he loves to be right in the middle of the action. It's cool. the it's the highest chance of treats or scratches. <laughs> you know? So he likes that you spot. You will get plenty. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the string level today was Yellow Dog. That's mm-hmm. the that's it's actually not the first album from Intercept, I guess. Uh, that was, uh, but but it was like the first. It was the first. Well, I guess it was the first well, Intercept if album, you, wasn't if it? You want to call it Flathead? That's because Flathead was first, correct? Yeah. And then that, that was that was the demo. If, if we go back mm-hmm. um, to the cathartic time in my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this was uh, late two thousand three, early two thousand four. And uh, some like different collisions were happening in my life okay. at that at, at that time. Uh, the band I was in was bumming out. I had just ended a long relationship. I was looking to to do something new, and I believe it was an LA Weekly that I opened up, and I just I was just looking for another project because my band was a bunch of guys that were not as serious, and all I wanted was to get in a band with guys who were as serious as I was about right. music. I, I, I didn't want to make excuses anymore. And the ad simply said, bass and vocals. I was just looking for the word bass, and I was not a vocalist <laughs> at yeah, yeah, all. Yeah. So I, uh, and my, the, my buddy was a vocalist too, so I was like, maybe I can get him involved. And so call up, and this guy picks up, and he's obviously drunk. <laughs> and... and <laughs> And that person is Jeff Knutson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and he's like, oh, man, yeah, uh, I, I'm just, uh, I'm over at uh, No Bar uh-huh. uh, right there uh, across the street from, from the original studio yep. uh, where you were at. That's right. Yeah, right? Uh, um, so we were, he was, he had a studio at Nightingale, a lockout, mm-hmm. and he had been in LA for, uh, I don't know how long, but he was just looking for a guy to get a project started. So I came down and when I met Jeff, I just, I felt this really cool vibe and we clicked immediately because he had this work ethic. Mm-hmm. Like he was like willing to do the work and his playing was just dead on. He was like a machine. Yeah. His pick don't slip. That's <laughs> very true. It is I very, remember very in true. the studio, it was like. The first take was as good as the last take, mm-hmm. and he, he was just such a, a solid player. And that's when we started a blue aura. The singer that I, I had brought in, you know, it didn't work out with, with him, but he called me up one day, uh, maybe a month after we started practicing. He was like, well, you know, we're not filling the, the singer, but I like you, and 
are you down? So I, I had a choice to make. I was like, do I go on this new adventure with this dude I connect with or do I stay comfortable? Sure. And I was like, I got to go out there. I got I to gotta try. Yeah. And so that's when we started Blue Aura. We, we had a four-song demo. We had a drummer who uh, wound up being a coke addict, we found out later. Yeah, I'm, that happens. <laughs> as, as it happens. You got to keep the energy up to wave those yeah, arms around. Yeah, I, I know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and he was like... I haven't dealing, delved into the... He was the, like slinging... Yeah. Uh, I haven't uh, been one of those drummers that powders the nose, but I you know, but, <laughs> but I have heard of it working wonders for keeping that energy yeah, up. Yeah, I remember having... <laughs> Driving these, those tempos. These very strange conversations with this fellow. I, I even forget his name, but he, he was like, you know... Man, so do you have like any kids, man? Do you, do you, do you, are there anything? Is there anything that's like stopping you from from doing this for real? I was like, no, nah, man, I don't got kids. And yeah, I found out later he had a kid. That's why he's asking. Yeah, he's like, you know, my my, my typical day is you know I'll wake up and you know I'll I'll, I'll jerk off for a while mm-hmm. and then I'll uh, I'll just start like listening to music and run around. It's like it's like this is really intense, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, one time one day uh, Jeff and I were, were talking at the start. Starbucks at the corner of Lancashire and Magnolia. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, you remind me of my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you, like, you have like this analytical kind of like literary kind of sense. And he's like, my, my brother's based out of San Diego. And uh, maybe we should get the project going with that. And so that was Jason and Christian in San Diego. Yep. Two members in L.A., two members in San Diego, driving back and forth between cities to do gigs. Sorry, the way that you told that story made it sound like Jason was the was the no. crazy cokehead with no. the kids. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify uh, that no, that no, was no, not... No, no, Jason no, lived no, out no, in San Diego. No, no. So, so this is beyond... So that was the other drummer. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah, one yeah. gig, and, yeah. and, and so then... Uh, Je- uh, so Jeff and I were in L.A., and... Christian and Jason, reintroducing Jason for the first time into the story. Sure, <laughs> um, we're we're in San Diego, and you know we were just going back and forth, and we called the band Intercept as sort of this X Y axis mathematical term between Jeff's kind of rock influence. Yeah, because Jeff and I were into like Tool, right? And Perfect Circle, and Perfect all that Circle yeah. was a big influence. Incubus, mm-hmm. and Christian had this folksy kind of, I, I, I guess, one of his big... Paul Simon, Paul Tom Simon. Petty, so, yeah, 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 these guys. singer-songwriter yeah. guy, and I, I loved Christian's voice. I loved his energy. I loved his vibe, mm-hmm. and we just did it for reals. Yeah. We just, like, I sat in a room with four... There was four pe- members, and the other three members, I could tell, were as serious, if not more serious, than I was. And I was yeah. like, this is what I wanted. Like, I'm going to put my full effort into this. This was 2004, maybe 2005. And, you know, we record uh, we record a demo, um, Flathead. Under it's, Flathead. It's a, I don't know yeah, Flathead. Yeah, yeah that right. was the name of the band at first. That was before the name Intercept came came, came in. And uh, under the the name uh, Intercept, we recorded Yellow Dog. That's right. And so that's why the strength level is that today. Yes. I let you go on a divergent path because I want to play a track from Yellow Dog. But the reason I thought of that as well, not only were you coming here today, but I was driving to Laguna yesterday and just wanted to listen to tunes. And I was like, oh. and I was like, I want to listen to Intercept. And like, right, it was a beautiful day out. It was like yeah. perfect surf day, you know, just all that stuff. So, uh, so I was like, man, I want to listen to this. And, uh, and so I turned on Yellow Dog and listened to it and like, and it was so awesome. And I texted Jeff and Christian and my mom yesterday and was just oh, like, cool. dude, I just listened to Yellow Dog the whole way. It was so much fun. It just threw me right back to like high school <laughs> when yeah. I was, you know, driving around drinking a 
QT drink and, you know, and, and freaking listening to Yellow Dog over and over and over. And I still remember every lick and vocal flourish and all that stuff and all the words. And it, so it's just one of my, you know, one of these very, like, you know, nostalgic feeling albums yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and so before we go anywhere else in this interview, I think we should play a tune. Not only because we're talking so heavily about this album and Intercept fans are going like, let's listen to some tunes. Yeah. But also because I, I don't think there's any better way to get to know and a musician than to hear them play some music. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and and I picked this song in particular because it was a real sea change. Like when when uh, Christian introduced this song, right? We're gonna oh, by the way, we're gonna play Berlin. Okay, right? we're we're gonna play Berlin. Yes, from exactly. Yellow Dog. And, and when he introduced this, it was, this was a real sea change. This was the energy, the vibe had this epicness to this. Yeah, of course. And, and it it really set the tone for what we were doing beyond that yeah cool for sure man all right well then here we go here's uh, intercept with berlin Pretty picture, quiet, tiny, perfect, you know. Smiling like candlelight. If I was a lucky man, would have seen her coming. Would have had a better job, would have worked up just a little style by now. Made my body beautiful.
I think of Berlin See her as a person Quite a pretty picture Quiet, tiny, perfect, you know Smiling like candlelight Alright great man man i love brings, that tune brings back memories dude for sure yeah. i i really really love that tune that was i mean that, and that was what every that was a tune that like everybody was talking about yeah it, when i remember that one being like a huge fan favorite at the yeah, time you know i think as as a songwriter christian upped his game on that one big and time I think the entire band like saw this as like a moment to create a moment yeah i always said that our job is to create musical moments that people remember mm -hmm. and i feel like we did a really good job on that one yeah and this yeah. album is so awesome altogether. together I and mean, this is definitely a big stop on the on the tour that it takes you on for sure it's just a, it's yeah. awesome i love that track man. yeah yeah it, it, it and it shows that and it, it's the different vibe i think that that's the thing that attracted me to to the brothers Knudsen was <laughs> that midwest kind of uh that kansas vibe with rock Th th thrown into it it was very different than the things that you that was was around at were the popular time. at the time yeah and it's certainly different than the things that are popular today oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah you know vaporwave and whatever people are listening. any song that has multiple dynamics yeah <laughs> is rare to find today <laughs> apart from a bass up going exactly the 808 sounds oh <laughs> uh, but yeah so that's you know i let us go because the strength level of course is yellow dog mm -hmm. and that means so something different to everybody but dogs are strong and you know yeah. and wonderful as we know <laughs> yeah. uh the story of yellow dog the car was also a strong story i'll let christian tell that sometime when he comes yeah, back on yeah, the show yeah that's a great story. Uh, that's a great story about a very strong little vehicle that could <laughs> that could <laughs> And it did bring him all the way to the West Coast, didn't kill him. and then stopped. <laughs> um, but so, but you know, so that so uh, that's the strength level, and that's where we're at today. And now we're gonna get. But you know, we've talked about intercept, which we'll talk about them more, and you yeah, guys. Sure. Um, but you know, the reason people are here today is because of you, Phil. Cool. You. Me. Little old Phil. Of all people. <laughs> so the, the first question I always ask all my guests is the same question. Uh, you know, and so the, the name of the show is Ryan is super strong. Yeah. So everyone knows, okay, that's, that's Ryan. He's here every week. We get up. We we're not only do we get it, we're tired of it, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with, but then they're hearing your voice and some people might be checking it out because they're your friends and they know you, but some yeah. people that listen every week are going like, who's, who's this, this guy, this character, you know, what's who his is, deal? yeah, what's his thing what's his going? Deal? So my first question to all my guests is a simply, Hey, who are you and what are you doing here? <laughs> Um, so who am I? I am, uh, I, I believe I define myself as a musician. Yeah. And I, I'm a father. And once that, that entered my life, it, 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 it became a defining trait. But what I, <laughs> who am I and, and what are you? I guess I leave that for other people to, to decide overall. Sure. Okay. But, um, I, I consider myself as someone who is trying to be useful. And I think that when... When hmm. I, I heard, well, when I heard that, that you had a podcast called Super Strong, it's like, I dig it. I, I, I really, I, I really do because I, I feel like I, I was reading this book called Starting Strength and uh, Mark Ripito said that uh, in general, stronger people are more useful and harder to kill than weak people. <laughs> just, yeah, because just by pure definition, if, I, by if you're pure, stronger, it's harder to kill you. It's harder to kill you and you're more useful. It's like, you it don't is call your very weak, difficult to kill me. You don't me. call your weak friends to help you move a couch. Yeah, that's true. So, so yeah, it, it's, it's like, okay, well, I, um, I, I like the idea of, of, of strength. I think that it's, it's needed. 
I think there's there's a calling to to do. So yeah, I, I actually I, I lift. I yeah. lift weights and it, it helps keep me feeling young. Okay. So so I've always been a fan of the name of the show. Oh, thank yeah, you. And it's it's been more than just, you know, tearing phone books in half. Yeah. <laughs> For me it's, it's a philosophy. Yeah, well, yeah I agree. Yeah, yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're not in the comment corner, and we're not at the end of the show talking oh, about sorry. strength. I'm sorry. You know? so, I'm sorry. And I think that you would feel bad if I asked you, who are you? And you said, I lift. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> edit. Edit. I will edit that. No, I'm just I, kidding. I, <laughs> no, because you start, because, but because like, I really right. like what you, the, the first thing that you said, which I think is how I know you, which is you're saying, uh, I mean, obviously musician and father, but also you said you, you've been, tr- you're trying to be useful. Yeah. Which I think, especially just the way that the some of the stuff that you do, especially on like you know with your career and social media and stuff, now you're trying to proliferate kind of like good stuff into the universe as well. You know, you're trying to say, yeah. you know, positive things. You're writing, you know, a blog, and you're doing all kinds of stuff that are you're trying to be useful yeah. to people, right? Yeah, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. That's okay, a, that's the Bible quote. No. So there's enough bad shit. I will there. edit that out. It's an okay, explicit okay. show, okay. but not not boob. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I feel real bad about saying that. <laughs> I like to harass my guests until they've gone insane. No, I'm just no, no. <laughs> so, no, I'm just so I, I, yeah, you know, if if you're here, there's enough bad shit in the world. I mean, just, yeah. just scroll through your Facebook. Gotcha. <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, and, and I try and not to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do too. It's a real problem. You know, it, it's funny how how you're, you're hooked, kind of like an addict. Like I'm just scrolling, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I'm opening up my, that F and pushing that Facebook app, and I'm scrolling. It's like I don't even know how I got here. Yeah, it's like you know, I I, I it's like I didn't consciously do that. Yeah. So you know, if if you're here, I mean, why don't you try to make the make things better for somebody? You know, anybody, or, or help out the least you can. Any in any situation you're in. You can certainly make the situation worse. Sure. Why not make it better? Yeah. So I think that if you had to find a meaning in life, and it's a really hard question and people have been asking it forever. Yep. Why not find the meaning in usefulness and trying to make the world, trying to alleviate a little bit more of the suffering that's out there? Because there's plenty of suffering. Yeah. And it's easy to shine a spotlight on it. We all do that daily and think about it all the time. So. Yeah, it's, it's like, these are the problems. There's lots of problems. I I, I hate these problems, and we all Let's do. talk about Mr. Orangehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I, I'm a podcaster, too. Mm-hmm. In the first season of, of The Wiretap, I realized after a certain Please don't plug your show at the I, top of the show. Okay, this is my show, is Phil. Is it the top of the show? I, th- I feel like I warmed up into That's true. It. I guess we have been going for at least 20 minutes at this yeah, point to yeah, the listeners. So. For, for, for sure. I, I, we were talking specifically on that show about Trump, and I, and I, I realized, like, hold on. Mm-hmm. I'm playing his game now. He yeah. wants me to talk oh, about Oh, yeah. Him. He wants to hear Yeah, He, he wants, wants to hear you that. to talk about him. Mm-hmm. That's his game. Yeah, the best thing you can do. Is Build just, traffic calm. Exactly, it's like flood the the waters full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> and have people talk about you. Yeah, that's, that's the whole the whole concept. It's like a an, an insolent child. So the best thing you can do is just like rise above that. It's like, well, what can I do on a micro level yeah. to help me, help my family, help the people I love? It's just try to make things better wherever you go. Definitely. Well, so thinking kinda, about speaking of micro level, are are short pants for summer or for never? You know what I mean. Short pants are for never. The, yeah. Okay. Um, see, I'm I, I lean closer to that. I mean, yeah. obviously, maybe beach. Okay. 
I don't know. Going to the beach. You, don't how, wear a pants. I'm suspicious of you if you don't have milky white thighs. Yeah, I've, the, the the tanner your calves are, the it's it's strange. I'm talking about your thighs. The, oh, your thighs, right? Yeah, yeah you're getting you, up you, there. Yeah, I was like, if you're living your life, I think if you're doing your best, then there should be a little bit of whiteness going on above the knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're talking about really short pants. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what that's, I thought you were going with. And that, that is, I did say micro level, so we are. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. the, the assumption would be the smallest pants yeah, yeah. <laughs> possible. Yeah, I mean, on the macro level, like you're trying yeah. to ban all short pants. Right. I don't exactly. Think that, I, I think you need to people stay need your, to be comfortable. Stay in your lane. Exactly. I mean, I like, get that, but yeah, but yeah. in general, you are wearing a long pant. Well, we're wearing, we're both wearing yeah. long black pants. It's something that we have in common right now is our yes. long black pants. The only thing we have in common. That's the one thing we have in common. <laughs> uh, you know, you have two two little baby boys. Yeah. Uh, when do you stop calling them your tiny little baby boys? I never. Yeah. I always, I still carry around my six-year-old and say, do you see my new newborn? Yeah. And I introduce him to people. It's like, he has a full head of teeth and a full <laughs> yeah. head of hair. And he has a, a full head of teeth. He has a thousand world voca- word vocabulary. Yeah. That's pretty advanced for a newborn. Right, right, He's right. like, put me down. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, I still call him my newborn. And it, well, he's uh, newer born than like you or I, for example. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's, like it, you're, it's I'm not gonna, wrong. I tell him, I'm, until you're like. 20. Yeah. I'm just going to carry you around. But you're his dad. You can always call him your tiny little baby boy. He's my know. tiny little baby boy. Yeah. You have one boy, then you had two boys. I have two boys. Is there yeah. going to be a third baby? Oh, gosh. You're, you're one of those. Oh, I don't have to be. We can edit this out. No, <laughs> it's like, here's, here's the thing. And you get this with Lori. Okay. It's like, people are going to be bugging you forever. When are you going to get married? Right. Uh-huh. And then they're going to say, when well, are you going to have your kid? Right. And then you're gonna say, "When well, are you gonna have your other kid?" Listen, that's I, got, I got, dude. Uh, when Laura and I got engaged, we got engaged, uh, you know, in Ireland on vacation, yeah. and we got and we we did it outside by ourselves. We walked inside after, you know, we were outside for maybe you know eight or nine minutes or something, and then we then we walked inside to like go get a glass of champagne, and an old woman had been watching us through the window at the and saw us, you know. So we walked in. She goes, "Oh my gosh, congratulations! When's the big day?" Yeah. And we're like, "Today." This is the big day, you <laughs> lunatic! Get out of here! <laughs> and I screamed at her and ran away. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, you're totally right. People yeah. just push, push, push immediately. Yeah, exactly. It never ends. Yeah, it's like what? What do you want? Okay, yeah. I've, I've fulfilled my social commitments. So I see you. what I've done here. I, I've I've piled on. No, uh, dog no, piled on to you. No, no, no. I I, I I I'm trying. I'm relating to you something that that you experienced and everybody experienced. I was right. just talking to, to Jeff about this. It was just like. Like when will you be satisfied, society? Yeah, <laughs> it's like I've I've done all the right steps. I've jumped through the right hoops. It's will right. never be enough. It's like listen, I, I've left uh, a a a sufficient carbon put, footprint, right? Mm-hmm. So so uh, two two uh, two people, two children. Uh, I think we're good. Yeah, you know, I I I think I did everything. I think I'm doing okay. Sweet compared to some people. Okay. The cokehead have... drummer to Blue Aura. Okay, gotcha. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. We didn't say a name he's of anybody. He's probably listening so. to this. I'm sure he he's is. He's just angry. Yeah. <laughs> sitting in his car. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Adding you to a new list. <laughs> he has a new list. <laughs> Scrawled into puts his... A, puts on the lipstick. <laughs> yeah, Billy Madison. Like, That's right. Uh, do you remember Fruit Stripe Gum? Yeah. Do you, th- do you think that the... St- the, so the, the stripes on it that were colored, right? Yeah. Those were the fruit stripes. They were right? the fruit stripes, yeah. Uh, do you think the other the plain stripes were just had no flavor? I never had one, but I think it had a flavor, 
Uh-huh. But sugar, sugar like, candy. Like this is capitalism at work. Right. It's like we You never had fruit stripe? More flavors. Or you never had one of the just stripes. That, I don't think I'm the target demographic for that. For fruit stripe? For fruit stripe. Oh wow. So you never had it when you were younger? Uh I might have had oh, Here's what I've had. I've had fruit by the foot. Oh, yeah. That, well, that's totally different. But I mean, yeah. but but it does have fruit in the name and it is yeah. very fruity and delicious. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. And I think this is a lot about Too you. Too interesting. Um, I, I just wrote this down to be goofy, but we did a gig together the other day. Yeah. And it made me laugh. Cause we hadn't seen each other for a while. And you, and as soon as I sat down, you asked me three questions. <laughs> that makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> you asked me three questions back to back, all about like the worst things that had happened to me in the past like two and a half years. I think maybe and the just... guitar player that I didn't know very well, also named Jeff, funnily enough, yeah. was just like, "Geez, man, you got a yeah. crazy life." You got a crazy life, and I was like, "Man, he just hit like." I was like, "I guarantee you I have." I don't know what that. That was some sort of psychological thing. It's like Ryan is so positive. I was like, "I got to bring him down a notch." Yeah, you just you brought up three of the hardest things in my last couple of years. <laughs> It was awesome. It was very funny because it was just a genuine curiosity on things that were going on about that you heard about. But yeah, it's just like well, I mean, it was like, so funny. Here's though. the thing about dark uh-huh. material; it's more interesting. Sure, right? It's it's like yeah, not everything's puppies and rainbows. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's it, that was just kind of funny about that. And uh, I want to mention that is that I think because of this podcast and because of my social media presence and stuff, like it's curated in a way and, and I'm not the only one that does this obviously yeah. but it's my social media is curated in a way that's just positive like I don't put a bunch of bullshit out I don't yeah. put, I don't I don't I don't talk about that's my smart. my views on politics or religion or you know just and not because I don't have them yeah. just because I think there are a million people that do that that are more eloquent or more that I look up to and more admirable than I am and and so and and I don't so I don't ever really feel like my voice has to be heard I, I'm always willing to talk about it but 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 in general I just put up you know, positive stuff or things that I think build well, people well, up or, or jokes. That, that goes back to our earlier point, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like you, you, you bring a little bit of light where you're going. Sure. You go, well, and that's, and, and cool. so, but the, 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 the problem with that, that I've, that I've come up against a lot is that people often go like, Ryan mad, uh, you know, does that even happen or stuff like that? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and that actually kind of hurts when you hear somebody say that. Cause it's like, you think that I don't have the full range of yeah. human emotions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not, I'm not a robo man, like you know, like I, you know. I think and, there's uh, there, there's a right balance. It certainly makes Lori very pissed when she hears that. <laughs> she's, she's like, I live with the she's guy. She's like, he's angry all the time. He's always grumpy. <laughs> I live like, with the guy. No, but I, uh, but I so it's like you know, like so it was. It, it, funnily enough, it was kind of nice to not you know like, to have somebody just be like, oh yeah, didn't you go through something that sucked ass? And I'm like, yeah, and then, you know, yeah. yeah but Je- yeah. Uh, Jeff, I was sitting over there, the other guitar player was kind of like, man, you got a crazy thing going on. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I have I have myriad better positive. <laughs> stories but he just hit like the three About big 99 percent of my life is just really positive yeah, yeah, but yeah. phil's just bringing up the one percent that's <laughs> the really the, the really the really hard shit that's pretty funny though i had to <laughs> had to mention that just because it was so funny um game of thrones crazy i am yeah i'm deep in it mm-hmm. i i committed to it late in the game really like like the last few months mm-hmm. like the story with that was we started watching Game of Thrones, Monica and I, when sure. she was pregnant, pregnant with Julian, yeah. our first child. And she would, she was tired all the time, so she would fall asleep halfway through the episode. Right. And so we tried watching the next day. She'd just be like, who's that guy? Mm-hmm. Who's that? Like the worst habits you can have right. as somebody <laughs> who's watching a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I finished uh, season one without her, you know, and then at, at, at the 
at the conclusion, we tried again, and the same thing happened. She was, she would just like check out, not interested. Then like it was, it was, uh, it, it was like like a flash. She had com- she had finished the entire series leading up to the last season, and I was like, babe, I tried, and we and we couldn't do it. It's, it's called tell adultery. By the way, Ooh. when you're when your partner oh when you're fin- want, when you yeah when you're finished I I, I completely get it yeah tell yeah, adultery okay, so. is when your partner finishes a series without you yeah and yeah it was really wrong so I I caught up very quickly so yeah I'm deep in the woods I I have a lot of opinions about this show I have zero opinions about it okay, and so, I've watched zero seconds so I'm not going to give show. you any spoilers because I want to give you the chance like like with Breaking Bad yeah. When somebody says, I just started Breaking Bad, I tell them, I'm jealous of Yeah, you. I'm envious. I love, I'm yeah, envious I do the same thing. Because I will never feel that again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that sense of, yeah. oh my God, what happens Yeah, next? that show came into my life at a very, like, sad and lonely time in my life. Yeah. And, and, and it was just like, it really brought my attention elsewhere. Because I was, like, binging the shit out of it. So yeah, it, it really awesome. did its job. And yeah. I, was, I was having a conversation with my buddy, Chad, and he, he, he was like... That's that was one really satisfying ending. Oh the way yeah, that whole arc just wrapped itself up. It was it's crystallized. And in the Game of Thrones did it, did it end last night completely? It ended. Okay, yeah, it's completely it's, over. It's, it's, it's okay, over. so for and the listener, this you know we're, this is going to be a few weeks old now because yeah. we're doing this like three weeks in advance. But yeah. um, but you know th- th- just to put this in time and place, this is the the night after. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Sunday ended. was when Game of Thrones officially ended. So now I'm starting on the audiobooks because I'm deep in the world of Westeros. That's and cool, I, and I want to know everything about it. It's like uh, I don't think there's anything been anything like it since Lord of the Rings. Right, I yeah. may be wrong, but I I feel like it's it's high fantasy. Yeah, it's really cool. I think I think that uh, you're probably not wrong as as far as like mainstream, you know, success. like yeah, success where they made yeah. all kinds. There's so much content about it. Yeah, and and it's hit such a wide range of people. It's it, you know everybody's a fan of Game of Thrones. It's like you know, and I'm I, like I'm in a weird percentile of people that haven't watched it. Most of humans are watching this show, and it, and, it's, and it's, you know, it's a cultural it. event. And, yeah, you know, I don't have to take part in every cultural event. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, but it it was it's pretty badass. Speaking of Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones, I heard a, a there's a comedian that who I really love named uh, Howard Kramer. Yeah. And he was talking about how he was. They were they were having like a short little debate about whether Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones were better TV shows because someone was like, no, it's it's the best TV show of all time. And Howard was just like, it's not because Breaking Bad just used humans and like real stuff, th- everything that they had around them to be a badass show. They didn't Where have to bring dragons? dragons and dead people, <laughs> zombies and white walkers and shit. They, you know, they didn't have to bring all this fantasy in to make it an amazing show. Yeah. You know, so he was like, it's cheating. I, I put it's it this cheating. way. It's like five really good movies yeah. all interwoven together. Like Each that. of the characters have this archetypal. Only kind every of movie is made of twenty-five full <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, it's really dense. It's, it's, it's so really much thick. material. It, it, it's it, the point is like people don't need their stories dumbed down. You can sure. have a wide arcing. I mean, there's like two hundred characters to keep track of. Yeah, that's what I've heard. A lot of characters, right? And, and so it, it, it's a lot. So it, it kind of it doesn't 
dumb down for the audience like other shows do. Yeah. It's like, you can handle this. So you're, we're just going into this world, yeah. and these are all people in the world. So yeah, and, and, you might and, forget and, some. You might remember some. You might yeah, and then, and then you can study up because we don't – it's not insulting your intelligence. Very cool. You know, like – Well, yeah, I mean, but, but the, that, that's what's funny about shows and, is it's, <laughs> it's impossible to remember people's name when you meet them in real life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And then you watch a TV show, and then you're like, who is that guy again? Oh, why don't I remember? I feel so stupid. And you're just like, no, like – yeah. You did not remember the actual human being that you met last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't remember let's be, let's be real. They're, they're boring. Yeah. <laughs> they're not dragons. They're not dragon or people. Or dragon rulers. They're not dragon people. Oh, uh, well, speaking of all this kind of spooky stuff with dragons and stuff, what's the scariest thing you know? <laughs> what pops into your head? Uh, Murder? Unit 731. Ooh, what does that mean? Okay, so during the uh, Second World War. Oh, uh, no. I'm like getting goosebumps already because you're going for a real scary. Thing. I'm actually when you, when you ask me that, you're asking me. Oh, you God. know how dark I am. Okay, okay, these, okay. These are the Ooh. experiments that the Japanese did on Chinese citizens. Oh, hating this. Yeah. Do you know what a vivisection is? Oh, um, no. Remind me because I don't. I do not. Okay, actually, so. uh, yes, I do. Let me edit that. I, I do. Can you explain it for the listener? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> these were live vivisections without any anesthesia. These were just sick sick experiments done to other human beings where you, you cut a human person open. Yeah. And you know, this was, these were uh, in, in you, you cut them. So they're splayed out so that you want me to talk about, Oh, this? I'm hating this. I'm hating every second of this. I gotta be honest. <laughs> this is on a fun I'm show. So- <laughs> I hate this. Phil, I hate this so much. Well, I don't know why I brought this. <laughs> Oh my okay. gosh! The, scar- the scariest you know thing, uh, the scariest thing in the world, is human beings and their capacity for, for evil. evil against other human beings. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I, <laughs> so funny. I like couldn't handle listening to what you were yeah. about to start yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. had so, to. Stop so I had it. to back off because I was like, "Are we here?" Yeah. Well, I said, like I think that if I was talking it's like, to you I'm about, I'm like it. that guy at the party that got way too heavy way too soon. Yeah. Well, and the, exactly. So that's yeah. how I feel. Exactly. That's how I feel in my role right now because that's happened to me. And you know, in a party too, is I'm always going to be the guy. It's like okay, hey. Anyway, hey. like let's move. You know, that's a crazy story. <laughs> right. and I'll, you know, and try to be like, okay, this is because I'm being empathic to the listeners too. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, like if I talk to you, I because I, I'm so crazy curious about history and even the dark history and like that that's happened to our. I mean, especially the dark stuff. I mean, we, we, uh, yeah. We could go, you know, that's it's just part of who we are as humans and the part of our, you know, our story and I canon and stuff. I think you can't be a good person until you know how dark you can get. Yeah, and it's important. And it's so, it's, it's. I mean, it sucks to read stuff like in history about yeah. that stuff. But at the same time, it's very enlightening and the, and it is, but, you know, it, it shows you what people can do and all that. And so it's, it's, it's valuable. However, on this show, I was just listening to it and going like, that's not what people come here for. <laughs> Woo. Go listen to uh, hardcore, hardcore History with yeah, Dan well, Carlin. There, there you go. There you go. That's a huge influence. On yeah, exactly. Yeah, huge I love influence. that show, man. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what I mean. It's like, it's, it's awesome. You know, when I'm, I have to be in a specific mood. And so what I'm doing by yeah. stopping you talking about that is just what I would want someone to do. Because I came here to listen to something. Yeah, something fun. I want to hear the fun stuff. Yeah, you know let's get I mean? fun. Sorry, guys. So if you're someone that's like, hey, so, let's get real. So vivisex. So Sorry, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. D, slip into Phil's DMs and you guys can have a conversation. <laughs> Google vivisection and put it on private browsing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Private browsing. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped the <code. laughs> um, All right, man. So we have plenty more to do, but yeah. I think before we move on any further, 
uh, we should show another tune. Yeah. And you said yeah, when when I asked you what tunes you wanted to show, and you said intercept tunes. Well, we uh, had three you said, studio albums. Yeah, you said three studio albums, and you'd like to kind of do you know in three songs, kind of a history jumping from one album to the next. So we did Yellow Dog. Mm-hmm. The next album was called Magnolia Road. Magnolia Road. And you said you wanted to play Imaginary Friends from that. Album. Yeah. And so the story with that tune was just I've had a weird life. I met Lewis Thunderthumbs Johnson at a mall in the year 2006, yeah. who was Quincy Jones's bass player from the Brothers Johnson. He's known as the best slap bassist in all, of all time. He Everybody that's there. listened to music from yeah, 70s, 80s, 90s, you've heard him play He played Billie Jean. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, so he, he, he was legit, and... He would hang out with us because he was this this big cuddly teddy bear. He was yeah. he was a, a a big heart and a big person, and he was hanging out with me, and he was hanging out with Intercept, and yeah. it was just this surreal experience that we had. He loved you guys. He you did. guys went bowling and stuff, right? He loved us. Yeah. He, he, he loved the Pickwick Bowl. He loved humans. <laughs> he he was the the warmest person I ever met. Yeah, I just and, remember seeing pictures of you guys at Pickwick Bowl, and I was like, in, I think I was in college at the time. What, what year was this? Two thousand six. That's t- 2006, yeah, 2007, yeah. Yeah, because I remember I was at first year at KU and my first year at IU, and I'd be getting pictures of you guys hanging out with Lewis Johnson. I was going, man, what the heck? Yeah. It was wild, and we, we were close. Yeah. And, and so he sat down at Jeff's apartment one day and picked up a guitar, and there was a specific chord shape that he did yeah. that Christian wasn't familiar with. Mm-hmm. And he played a song, and... Christian basically wrote a song based around that chord shape. And it was uh, that song became Imaginary Friends. Now, when we were in the studio recording that, I wanted to do something a little clever and a little looser than everything. Because we, we were doing like, you know, quantized click track kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You're and, putting and, together, you're yeah. trying to put like very polished studio records that would sell. Precisely. At the time. But yeah. this was the one track that was just four guys playing in a room. Yeah. And it was really special to me. Because cool. there, there was Lewis in there, and there was this the the thing that I I fell in love with at first, which was just four guys making music together. That's awesome, man! I never knew that part of the story, so that yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, as, that's a, as cho- a fan of Intercept, I, I love that because you know uh, there's many great tracks from there, but yeah. that was the one that stand out for me. That's awesome. That's yeah. that's really great. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Well, then here's Intercept again, featuring Phil Romo on bass. Imaginary. Imaginary. Where have you been? And 
There we go. Another great tune from Intercept. Um, yeah, I was such a big fan of Intercept, and I still am. You know, I still yeah. uh, I still love happy you guys because people are still buying albums randomly here and there, <laughs> and it's you know, and you guys still get weird placements on stuff. It's, and it's really bizarre. So it's a good, it's a good feeling to hear all this stuff again and hear stories about it. Yeah. Um, but now we're going into segments. You know, we've we've yes. done we've done a lot of questions. We've heard a lot of we got, uh, we've heard we some got tracks. inappropriately heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to steer out of that storm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so the next uh, the next area we're going to. This is not heavy at all. This is something called the compliment corner. Ah. The beasts of the forest can be mean and make your day gloomy. To make the world a better place, Ryan welcomes his friends to a magical space called the compliment corner. Ah. <laughs> hey, ah. Phil. That's the sound you make after. Welcome that. to the compliment corner. Hi, it's great to be here. <laughs> oh man, we've, tra- we've we've now traveled to a wooded area with n- nice woodland creatures running around our feet and birds flying amongst us. <laughs> um, so uh, the, basically, what happens in the comment corner is it gives me and my guests a chance to forget. You know, that old traffic calling out there in the world. You know, the, the, forget all the dark and dreary stories we know about. Forget about live vivisections for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and just look each other in the eye. And uh, and remember that we're just two humans having fun and and give each other a compliment. So what I'm going to do right. is I'm going to look you in the eye, give you a compliment that I mean. You'll look me in the eye, give me a compliment that you mean. And we're both going to walk out of here one compliment heavier at the end of the day. Great. How's that sound? Sounds awesome. Awesome, man. Well, welcome to the compliment corner. I'm Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Pleasure. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. <laughs> uh, I just like to have good manners in the compliment. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's appropriate. <laughs> uh, so here's my comment for you, man. Uh, we've known each other since... I, I want to guess I'm about 15. It might have been 15 or 16 when I first met you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you said at the front of the show, where you know, you've always been another brother to the Brothers Knudsen, as, mm-hmm. we've, as we've been penned many times. Yeah. Uh, and, and our friend... And what's cool about that to me, I think, is that like... You know, I'm so much younger than my brothers. I'm eight and six years younger than they are, and uh, you're their age or around aroundabouts that same age. I think I'm actually older than Christian. I was gonna say you're a little bit older. I think, yeah. but uh, and so what's cool about you know that is that we ha- we hung out as friends and and even when I was young, but I, I you know you knew how serious I was about music and jazz yeah. and all that stuff, and so we had some shared interests. Yeah. And from that moment, I mean, nowadays it's easy. Like, there's not like you can't really tell a big age difference between you know 31 and 40 or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's like not that big. It's not that big of a difference anymore. But like when we when but when we first met you, you know, I was just a punk ass teenager. But you were always like you you know I you always felt like a good friend to me. You yeah. know, and we always shared a lot of fun times and fun conversations. You know, we we we'd see live music and stuff. You know, when as I got older and it just got cool, man. It was you just always had a really consistently good. You know, kind of just easy friendship with me yeah and uh, and to be and that's not that's not what happened with all of my brother's friends i think you might have been <laughs> being that like you know my growing up childhood was just like they were so much older than me that i just got beat up by all my brother's yeah. friends you know so like you were one of those first like this is guys this guy's friends with my brother and is like my friend too this is cool you know he's not oh, being I a dick <laughs> i love i love hearing that man so yeah so you've just always been a really good presence in my life and oh, friend thank you so much yeah man ryan ryan uh, that that really warms my heart and i'm 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 glad it worked. Yeah, <laughs> my, my poor, evil long con. My, my long con, and then he just kicks my ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. you just hear punches for the rest of the. <laughs> okay, so now the ball's been passed to me. That's true. And now I have the compliment ball. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is high high praise. Okay, I use you as an example to my students. Oh wow, how I, so? I. I talk about my friend Ryan, 
who tried when he learned a beat to play it for 30 minutes straight mm-hmm. and not variating, not stopping so that it could be fully ingrained into his fine motor movements. Mm-hmm. And I said, my friend Ryan is a world-class drummer and he has this, this method of learning the beat so well that there's no way he can get it wrong. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you do that, you'll be great. Like my friend Ryan. Wow. So I never told you that. And I no. needed to tell you that. That's awesome. You know, I actually use you as a as an example. I, I, I say, could you, okay, play it four times. Play it eight times. <laughs> In a pop song, you'll have to play it for three minutes straight. Yeah. Why not 30? Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I actually use you as, as an example. And since you came into town, you've been working. You started this podcast. You got into show choir scene, which I love, yeah. and that's something that, that 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 that's my speed. You got me on a gig, and if I need somebody, who if if somebody's asking me if they need a drummer, if they need somebody who's going to do a quality job, you're the you're one of the first people that come to mind. Awesome, you know, Thanks, probably man. the first because you know c- certain people are certain are, are, are a great tool in given situations. Sure, but if it's a legit gig. My my buddy Ryan can do it. <laughs> Thanks, man. So, so yeah, awesome, I think man. very highly of you. I always have. Thanks, dude. That's really sweet. And I and I I love it. Yeah, like you can use me as an example for students. Is that's very meaningful to me because you know leaving an impact is like we've talked about. It's just that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, so that's awesome, man. Thank you so yeah, much. That's great. Little do they know, I, you know, I was just uh, I was just uh, insane obsessive about drums. So. <laughs> 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 to I a point of talk, madness. Actually, I, I do talk about that. If you are psychologically straight, yeah, you know you're not Jaco Pistorius. Yeah, you true. know you're you're not you know John Coltrane falling asleep with the horn in your mouth. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you know, true. I was screwed up. I I I was like kind of this kid that was uncoordinated, couldn't play any sports. So I yeah. just sat down and I played with my guitar and I just like hitting my head against the wall yeah. until I got it right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's true. Yeah. You know, I, I, you have to go through a, a, a period. And I think that this is true for most people I know who are doing it legit. A period of, of obsessiveness. Yeah. Unhealthy obsessiveness. It doesn't have to last forever. No, I agree. Well, <laughs> but, and I like, talk about fine motor movements. I talk a lot about that with my students too. I'm just like, dude, just do this. You know, I mean, like, it, yes, is it boring to play, you know, eight, eighth yes. notes on your on each hand over and over again but it's like you can watch tv while you do it you can you know yeah. you, like you can literally fall asleep and i and, and i was thinking about this story about uh I, there's a there's a conga player named sandy perez from havana mm. and he lives up in san, san francisco and the first time i met him um was in 2010 um or 2009 um in arcata california i wanted to do the the, the afro cuban camp that's up there mm-hmm. uh, over the summer and i took this i took this like crazy arara like oh, like very deep cut like cuban folkloric kind of drumming class with him mm-hmm. and um and he so and it was but it was it was like the first class in the morning and ev- the cool thing about that camp is every night there's a room of like there's a room bone like a proper room bone that starts folkloric and goes all the way into like secular rumba stuff all the styles of rumba all the you know and, and you part you end up partying until four in the morning and drinking rum cool. and you know and they're just smoking tons of weed the and rum stuff. is an important part it is it is it seriously is it's part of that's really fun that dirty swing but yeah so they're just partying all night, and then like you know, I'm I was young, I was a young gun, you know, like I was 23 or something, yeah. and and all these guys are older dudes, and they're they're part, and they're like I'm exhausted, I gotta go to sleep, and these guys are like just are still partying when I leave, and then he had a 9 a.m. class, and and I, that was like the first class of the day, and I remember going to you know going to his class, and he had clearly hadn't been asleep, you know, yeah, just came to go to come do, to do the class. 
and I'm watching him and I'm writing stuff down and recording stuff. I'm like recording and I'm a little nerd, you know, I'm, yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. writing stuff, like, you know, <laughs> transcribing what he's doing and like, yeah, you know, yeah, go, yeah. oh my God, and they're recording it in case I forget anything. And then, and then also I look up for my notes and stuff and he's just, he has the conga between his legs and his head is up with his chin up and he's, he's falling asleep. But his hands are still playing it, and, and so so he counted himself off. He's one, two, three, four, and then all of a sudden you just look at him, and he's gone. He's not there, and, and he, literally snoring. And so I start looking around at like there's small classes, like maybe like eight or nine kids, <laughs> eight, eight or nine students, and I'm like, what the frick is going on? Yeah. You know, and and he's sleeping, and he then he go like, oh, <clears throat> so yeah, that's what you do. And they're like, what about if you want like this variation? And he'd be like, okay, one, two. Three, four, and just immediately be yeah. sleeping it. But yeah. I'm like, you don't, you know, and and, I, and, I, and like the thing was like most teachers fall asleep on the job, and you're mad at them for not teaching you anything. Yeah. But I'm still recording and taking notes cause because it's still like the is, hippest shit I've seen. This is phenomenal. Yeah. Cause <laughs> what the hell? His conscious mind is, yeah. is 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 divorced from the actual pattern, and it's just muscle you. memory going, and it's just like, like he's still playing, you know. And it's and and, and that the cool thing about and that the was body like, knows, and and it's one of those things, right? You know, I I started using that vocabulary and like playing that stuff, and he'd be like, yeah, no, like this, like you know, more like this, like yeah, perfect, that's great, you know. And it's like it was insane. It's just part of his. You can't. I mean, it's in his DNA, you know. So I really I, I say ingrain the pattern into your subconscious. Yeah, that's so awesome. That, so that you can that you can actually execute the movement pattern without any conscious thought that it's just it's there. Yeah, that's why people are like, could you play in the dark? It's like, yeah, it's yeah, very simple. That's not it's very simple to do. <laughs> <laughs> if you spent a couple hours behind your, well, your instrument, yeah, you can do you know, it. Yeah. If, if you're serious, I, I I think the uh what's uh was it Whitman uh who said that the Cold Walt Walt Whitman. Uh, who said that the principles, the methods are many, but the principles are few, right? So whatever you're trying to mm-hmm. do in life, and there's a couple of core things to keep in mind. Be dedicated, be principled, make sure you understand your fundamentals mm-hmm. and apply that in any case. So I, I, I always say when, when I'm teaching that this is not just piano. This is not just for playing this song that I, I'm asking you to play. Sure. The, these methods and these techniques, these are tools that you, you have at your disposal to apply to anything in life. You, you're going to run into a conflict at school. You're going to run into a job conflict. Right. You're going to run into a relationship conflict. And these are kind of things that are going to be in the back of your mind as you're going through these trials and applying to help you get through it. That's what I see my job is. It's yeah. more than just this instrumental thing. No, I get it. These yeah, I get it. Yeah. Just, just one of the one of the multitude of of methods well and one you can't yeah, and it's like you, you can't yeah, yeah. it's like if a student wants to learn they'll learn you yeah. know and then so so it's like whether the student doesn't practice or does it doesn't really matter you it's way more about the effect you're having on them as a as a teacher as a mentor so yeah because like the ones that are going to learn they're going to learn from somebody else or but yeah. by putting the time in and listening or whatever you know yeah but and the ones that aren't aren't but the, you can still be a really good example and a good human the, the, to the, them. the, the gate was opened and you could have walked through you know yeah yeah, yeah. You, you you create that opportunity that's you awesome know? You know, and just your your character does the rest for sure, man. <laughs> you know, That's it's awesome. like like if you can have the character that looks at conflict as an obstacle that is insurmountable, or as a opportunity to expand your domain of competence. 
Wow. And that's all that you're supposed to be. So here's your domain of competence, right? And then there's a wilderness. Mm-hmm. This is something that's in Game of Thrones, by the way. Okay. Um, there's the unknown, the the the, the crazy out there stuff, and the upside the, down. The, yeah, the upside down, right? <laughs> and then then there's the world of order that you know really well. And meaning is found at the border between order and chaos. Okay. Right at the optimal level, maybe a foot beyond the walls of your domain of competence is where you're going to find meaning. Mm-hmm. Where you're trying to do something you don't quite know how to do, but you have an opportunity to learn. Because when you're s- s- firmly within your walls, things become stagnant. Yeah. And things become uh, a-, a tyranny and an and oppressive thing. When you're too far outside your walls, everything's chaos. Everything's falling apart. Mm. Right? So you need to find a balance, one foot in, in the other. That's the yin-yang thing. Your, your, your meaning is found right at the border between yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah, I love yin. We talk about yin and yang all the time. Yeah, because Laurie and I are certainly that for each other. Um, yeah, are you and Monica that same way? You feel like that? Yeah, she definitely is the other side of me. Without Monica, who knows where I'd be? Probably just like crouch, sur- couch surfing or something. <laughs> crouch. <laughs> I'm crouch surfing. I'm crouch surfing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking of crotch and couch. <laughs> I'm crotch surfing. Yeah. <laughs> Like many people in LA are. I'm crowd surfing. I didn't Tinder and just crowd surfing around, around LA right now. Swipe left for me. I'm just. I left my 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 big business uh, to crowd surf. That's a good website. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. All right, Matt. Well, that's been the compliment quarter. Hey. Is that where we were? That's where we were. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got a little lost there in the, uh-huh. in the, in the wilderness. But there, that's but, good. But that's good. You know, compliments lead you into all kinds of good times. Yeah. And what the, you know, the next good time we're going to do is another segment. This is called Beg the Universe for Something Small That You Want. <laughs> Universe for some things more that you want. That synth effect is really cool. Thanks. I man. like that. That's a good old Chris Hackman helped me out producing ah, cool. that track. Cool. He's ask a true delight. That, ask him that that's like a logic. It is a logic cue. He uses oh, a logic ooh, as well. Yeah, he's helped me. Yeah, he helped me when I first started this podcast on my own, nice. learning all these tricks of the trade. Great. Um, uh, yeah, and beg the universe for something small that you want. Basically, you know, like we talked about, you know, you're setting goals for yourself. Everyone wants big things. Everyone wants big change, big dreams. I want a million dollars. I want to be famous. I want a mansion. I want a yeah. All these big things people like that people like to focus their energies on. You know, mm-hmm. and so what I like to do in this game is just think of something small. Something small that's a little bit easier for the universe to, to you know, bring us in a quick, orderly fashion so that we feel like the universe is on our side a little bit more, you know? Uh, and, and then, so what I, what's going to happen is, we'll, you know, I'll, I'll say something that I, that I would like, uh, and then you'll say something that you'll like. We'll talk about those things a bit. And then on the count of three, we'll, we'll go ahead and, you know, beg in all of its purity. We'll beg as hard as we can for, for the thing that we want and the thing that our friend wants here. Does that make sense? Yeah. We'll really get into it. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. I have one ready to go. And so you can think for a second. The thing that I'm going to beg for this week is, uh, fair prices on berries. Oh, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, you go to the store, you get your groceries, you want to get some fruit for the house. Berries are such a great thing to have around as a snack. And they're either like three big boxes for $5 or one small box for $15. <laughs> you know, <laughs> There's a, so there is like it's, and we and I need to go grocery shopping tomorrow and get some berries and stuff, and I'm just hoping that at least one of the berries is on a good deal. You know that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. It it's just very frustrating 
when you know to be like twelve ninety nine for a box of strawberries. And it wildly like variates. Yeah, it's it's different every day. You know, like like think traditionally that you can't get berries in December. No, most places exactly. you go, but yeah. like what we have, we, I can have an avocado anytime. Of anytime, year. any any place on the in the country. Yeah, you can get a yeah. Subway avocado anywhere. Yeah, and, 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 at a truck stop in you know Minnesota. Yeah, in ber- December. berries are, are 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 weird because you know yeah they can be wildly. Pricey. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so you're always constantly. That's what I'm up. begging for. Okay. I'm begging for just a nice, when I go grocery shopping tomorrow, just a nice deal on at least one of those berries. Sweet. I don't mind if it's blue, black, or res. Sweet. I really Or straw. Literally sweet. Literally sweet. Okay. I would like the universe to provide me with over the ear headphones like the ones I'm wearing right now. Ooh. Because I've been. For some reason, I had these Boss headphones, B-O-S-E, you call it Bose? Bose. Bose Bose headphones, and they just started falling apart, so I just went back to earbuds, and now I'm sitting with these things, these cans over my ears, and I'm like, this is how I should be editing my videos and and, and, and my music, so I... It takes you into a different world. It draws your focus. I love it, too. I can't wear earbuds if I'm actually editing something. I I I can't hear it. I can't get it done. Put these cans on. Man. I'm transported into the world, yeah. So, I mean, you could help me. Yeah. But you won't. The universe Give must. me these headphones, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you can help me, but you won't. You're, true. You're right with that. I will no, not. No, I will no, not no, be no, the one that helps you today. No, you will not. Because you need them for your studio, and I understand that. But you could be like one of these Because then I would be people. begging for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm begging the universe, not you. That's true, that you are doing that. You are going to do that. great, and they sound great. and So I'm, so that's what you're begging for. I'm way, I'm way into these. So you're clearing what I'm begging for. I'm clearing what you're begging for. Berries. If, if or, you're at home, and you have something to beg for. If I get you berries, will you ooh. give me these headphones? <laughs> that is not an equal trade. <laughs> oh, shit. You will have the screwed me. The long con I've been running for 10 years has failed. That was my whole plan. <laughs> just leave. <laughs> I don't even know what a podcast is. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yes. Uh, wait. Um, yes, if you're We're playing at home. If you're playing at home and you'd like to play along, think of something small right now that you'd like. You know to beg for, and then you can beg along with us, and the universe will deliver it. Okay, yeah. and if you're in your car, scream it out. You know, don't be afraid. So now, on the count of three, actually the count of four. I, I that's one of my pet peeves is people say on the count of three, they'll be like, okay, on three, say let's go. Or they go one, two, three, let's go. Mm-hmm. That's on count four. Count four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you say on the count of three, let's say let's go, you should go one, two, let's go. Oh yeah, when I'm counting kids <laughs> off. It's crazy. It's like one, two, ready, and they say they, they play on go. Oh, they play on go. See, that's like, they're right in a way, you know. Yeah, and I have to catch up. I was like, that's not traditional, buddy. Yeah, count of four. Yeah, one, but they're two, going, ready, you know, go. red light, yellow light, green light. Yeah, like Super Mario is, you know? is their one, and it's like that's a three count, buddy. Yeah. So that, but that's uh, so when I say let's let's go on the count of four. Okay. So I'm gonna count to three, and then we're gonna beg the universe. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh please! These headphones feel so good. What's wrong with you making berries so randomly priced? I can hear everything. One day I buy blueberries for practically nothing at two dollars. The next day is fifteen dollars. Of my own, I'm not a vain person. I'm a good person. Let me find a good price on berries tomorrow. I put a good headphones like he's wearing right now. And I want Ryan to be fulfilled. Berry wise, I'm grateful for that. 
can you get him some of the things like, uh, that you provided for me too and berries too? I mean, where's the justice? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, and that's been back the universe for something small that you want. Yeah. Back the universe for something small that you want. God, that felt good. That it felt, felt very good. cathartic. That that put me in my rightful place in the universe. I feel yeah. so small and insignificant, yet I felt like I could move forward and do something with my position. Yeah. And, and I think the universe heard us. And yeah. I think if you played with us at home, we're all going to get what we've asked for. Yeah. So, I just have this good feeling about it. This uh, this game has worked in the past. I guarantee that. Mm-hmm. I'll put it on my vision board. <clears throat> yes, please do. That would also help. I all right. The next game we're going to play is a little something called... Get your dang butt out of my face. Oh, yay! When you get involved by the human race, what you gonna say? Get your dang butt out of my face! I don't always play this game every week. I, I used to not always play it, I should say. But everyone loves it so much, and often, you know, as the, as the podcast gets more popular and my guests have listened to it before, they always go, oh, yay, that we're gonna play this fun game, you know? And so it's, I've, I feel like people like to get stuff off their chest, you know, and, and it makes you feel good. Yeah. And that's what we do in this game. Yeah. It's an airing of grievances game where Phil and I will go around saying something that's been making us angry, something that's irking our chain, pissing us off in some way. We'll talk about it and then we'll tell that thing to figuratively get its dang butt out of our yeah. face. Yeah. And this is a good mantra that you can walk around with in life, mm-hmm. telling things to get their dang butts out of your face. Yeah. You know? So, do you have something right, right off the top of your noggin? I have something that's a little nuanced. I, 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 I've actually thought about this question since I've been listening to you. Okay. And the answer has changed like, of course. A, a, a lot of times. Yeah. But I would like to tell people unaware of their, uh, their psychological hangups on thinking that they have original ideas when they really don't. Okay. To get their dang butts out of their face because you know we're made out of, of your a, face. Out of out of everyone's face. Oh, out of, okay. Yeah, out of my face in, in particular because you know we in, in psychology there are five big personality traits. Okay. Openness, conscientiousness, extrovertedness, uh, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Uh huh. Right. And when I look at a conservative voicing their opinions online sure. i was like okay this person's just on low on trade openness and high on trade conscientiousness okay where they're really orderly and they they they're afraid of outsiders and when i i hear a, lib- a liberal like spouting spouting their stuff it's just they're very high in, in in openness but their room's probably a mess because they're not very conscientious gotcha and i was like you think you have original thoughts mm-hmm you're just controlled by these five subpersonalities, sort of like that movie Inside Out. Okay. You know, yeah, which, of course. Which, which got a little different than, than the way I described it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you know, the, 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 the trait disgust is really interesting because conservatives tend to be really high in trait disgust okay. sensitivity. Yeah. So it's like if you do a psychological test and there's a hand sanitizer right next to, to somebody, yeah. they're going to answer a little bit more conservative because they're aware of germs more because they see hand sanitizer in their peripheral vision. Whoa. So you have no idea how manipulated you are by forces way outside your just your subconscious alone is doing just your all this subconscious stuff, yeah. because like what are you made out of like your genetics 
society, your upbringing, your socioeconomic status, that had nothing to do with you. Yeah. Anthropological so, hardwiring. To, yeah. You're just, yeah, yeah all this, exactly. All this like Sam Harris stuff. talks about, you know, free, oh, yeah. free will. Sure. And it's like, is that even, do you really have free will? Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's the thing. I am, I am a puppet manipulated by all these factors in my past, but I kind of recognize it. And I hope that I can stand outside of myself and say, wait, that's just that weird thing that your family did. Sure. You know, not talking for years and, and the relationship you have with your sister, that's that, that, that that's that's making you act out that way. Yeah. And and I'm not all the way there, but I'm at least self-aware enough. So people who are not conscientious of the fact that they are run by manipulative forces outside the realm of control. Get your dang butt out of my face. Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Was that? I think I need to add an explosion sound to the to yeah the, to the I, get your I, dang I, butt off my I, I, uh, out of my fa- off my out of my face yeah sound yeah. clip yeah um because that would be very cool maybe I'll do that yeah. maybe I won't you yeah. know uh, that's awesome though yeah I get it man I'm with you mm-hmm. I'm with you and that's something we I mean everyone's been that's been like the biggest topic of discussion second only to Game of Thrones has been <laughs> <laughs> how people are dealing with the world around us right yeah, now you yeah. know like like I I feel like in in a sense this political calamity that we're in this constitutional crisis Mm -hmm. has informed me so much about why people voted for him why people think the way they do and how people continue to react to it sure it's like it really gave me a real big profile on how people think in the world yeah you know so i don't know if i would say i'm grateful for it but I have learned a lot. It, yeah, it's, it is weird. There is yeah. something. There is a, a part of me that feels like you know we we just kind of pretending that fifty years of progress didn't happen. You know. Yeah. And that, but then there's also a part of me that's like, no, it happened, and mm-hmm. we didn't. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's it's. it's uh, I mean, maybe narcissistic in a way to think that we made as much progress as we did, and thinking how great things are when really this is. Well, know, it's been diagnosed. Bubbling, things aren't that great. Well, bubbling <laughs> under the surface during the the whole eight years, you know, we had Obama. Yeah. Was this 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 sentiment of I'm not comfortable with this? Yeah. Like, of through, through a big uh, part of American society. Right. And it's like you know. Yeah, this is our guy. Yeah. We're, we're we're gonna put him out there, and and he he and it's it's it speaks to a lot of the pathology of uh, American society and American history too. I find it fascinating. I do like to I do like to annoy my friends that say not my president. Yeah, though, because I, I, I always say like he is. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, oh and they oh, go not oh. my president. I go, no, no, he is. Oh, he most definitely is. <laughs> Just like conservatives, They're like no, but I mean, like, I mean, I mean, like, because, and I'm like, no, no, uh, yeah, well, oh, no, no, he is your president. Though. You know, when you look through Wikipedia <laughs> in a few years, yeah, maybe yeah. there'll be a, like a dash through his name, kind of like Lance Armstrong in the in the Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> we just we but, like lightly but, scrub but, him like, from history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be <laughs> an still a, there, but be an asterisk next to his <laughs> yeah. name. But yeah, he's yeah. he's there, and for now, you got to deal with it. And for yeah. now, you have to understand. Like in your day to day life, say that you did not know all these things. Would it really affect you, especially sure. here on the West Coast? Yeah, yeah. Like, would it really affect your day to day life? No. Why is it ruining your life? Sure. I thought I felt myself going through that. Me too. Like, yeah, I have to. I have really to remind myself of that a lot. Destroying yeah. my my motivation, and it's like, well, that means he's winning. Yeah. And it's sure. like, ah, no, you don't get that. Yep, you getting angry all day and stifling the good stuff that you could be putting out into the universe is not is is, is yeah, losing the that's, battle. That's for not sure. helping anybody. Yeah, I have to remind myself of that a lot. Yeah, 
Um, okay, mine, mine for the day is, I, I've mentioned stuff like this before, but I had a gig last night um, where the same thing happened again, where um, a couple will come up and go like, oh my god, we love what you're doing, it's so awesome. I was with my, I was with Pascus and, and dear friend of mine, Zach Churchill. We're playing tunes, somebody comes up and gives us a huge compliment, we love it so much, this is so amazing, this is so great, you guys are awesome, do we have a card? Oh, great. Okay, can you play this tune or this tune? And we're like, oh, we don't know that, it's kind of weird. Oh, really? Oh. Can you learn it? Can you pull it? I mean, can you pull it up? Can you, you know, and I'm always like, why either, either say that you love us and then go sit down as we keep on curating a night that you'll enjoy (laughs) with our live music that we're doing for you or come up and say, Hey, I don't really like what's happening. Can you do something different? (laughs) I don't, I don't get going. Oh my God, we love you. Can you change everything now and do something that you're not familiar with or Oh, you don't know it? Why don't you pull it up on the phone so I can hear a crappy version of as you read a guitar tab, you know, and stuff. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, can you learn this last minute for, for, for me? I have a story yeah. similar to that. You might have seen this. I posted this. Okay. We played Wild World from Cat Stevens at a gig oh, okay. one day. Mm-hmm. And somebody wrote a little letter to us uh, in my cover band saying, Cat Stevens is a traitor to the USA. Okay. Do not support this asshole or his music. Oh, that's right. You did. But I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. And you know what I love about that? I laughed my ass off when yeah. I saw that because Cat Stevens is British. Right. And it happens to be that probably because he's Muslim. Right. Yeah, right. And maybe his religious choices are none of your business. And... I'm almost 99% sure the person that wrote that actually voted for a traitor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and, it's, yeah, that's true. It's I love it. And also, <laughs> do you like uh, what, what's what's your favorite music? And it's always like Michael Jackson, Frank Sinatra. Oh yeah, oh these guys, <laughs> Nat King Cole. These, these guys we were can the go salt down the list. The earth, R. Kelly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, R. Kelly was great. Yeah, a real like, suicide my, team or what? Suicide squad of yeah, musicians that you may, love. Maybe they put out art that you really enjoyed, and they were really screwed up individuals. That, and you that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Maybe all you're doing is playing. I look at Wild World as a chord progression, sure, <laughs> and a poignant little letter to somebody's daughter. Yeah, and you're looking at, and you're drinking a beer, so chill out. <laughs> yeah. And you're looking at your your flag as this coveted thing that that you know you know. It's why why conservatives get really pissed off when you say people are thinking Santa should change his gender. For one, nobody on the left thinks that. <laughs> yeah, I, know. They, they, I, like, I like making up stuff that people say. Yeah, yeah. because it, it's, just, it's just like you're pissing on their Christmas tree. Yeah, exactly. You no, know, you're just like, oh my, not my, not my guy, not my guy. No, not me. Is this like you're just messing with their little border? You know that I, I talked about the domain of competence. Well, that's like a walled garden, right? And if you want to really get a conservative mad, you just mess with their garden just a little bit. Yeah. And but I think like, we need to fight fire with fire on that. I've said this for a long time. It's yeah. like we, the next debates need to be like, you know, conservatives are saying that we. We need to start killing all the dogs that you have. You have a dog. <laughs> We're gonna kill it. We're gonna come over to your house and kill your dog. Liberals That's what the are, conservatives liberals want. Liberals are coming to kill your. Dog. <laughs> yeah, either side could do it, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah, but I just think yeah. that conservatives are doing it right now. Yeah, and we but we did it in the past. That's what makes me mad about the whole argument. Is just like. You know, oh, Obama got treated so much better. It's like, no, don't do that. Everybody treats everybody like shit all the time, yeah, forever. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta step back Stop from that, doing and, that. And, and say why. Yeah, this, because you've been, you've been told to do that. Sean Hannity told you to do it, and so, you listened to him, and you agreed. 
Exactly. And that says yeah. more about you than it does even Sean Hannity. Oh, hell yeah. So, so, so just ignore him because he's a clown. So that's what I have to say this week is if you are someone like this that we're talking about, if you are specifically the people that are coming up and complimenting and then negging in a way, yeah, or, you know, or any of the people that we're talking about right now, hey, all of you guys that we've just mentioned, get your dang, dang butts, butts out of my face. face. All right. Well, it's been, get your dang butt out of my face. I love that. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That went better than I thought it would because I thought I would go way into the weeds again. Ooh, Sirene. Sirene. Trouble in Paradise. Now I think what's time for is another track. Oh, great. So we did did Yellow Dog. We did did Magnolia Road. And now the third album that you guys did is called Symphony for Somebody Else. Symphony for Somebody Else. And you said that you'd like to play the tune So Say Whatever. Yeah, I felt like So Say Whatever was (laughs) our chance to branch out. Uh, Christian came in with a chord progression that was... 5-4 5-4 time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, here's the challenge right here. You got to make that groove. That's one thing that Tool was really good at. And yeah. these, these bands that were able to play in, in not common time signatures. is like You can do that the wrong way. Right. You can make that sound really rigid and forced. Or you can make it sound really natural. And so I really enjoyed this track because it felt like it flowed. There's this middle section breakdown that I felt like we, uh, I, I had a part in arranging it and putting a, a baseline on that that I was really proud of. Nice. And it was the, this this breakdown that was kind of like, I think In Rainbows from Radiohead came out at the time and it, it, that there was a bit of that influence going into it. So I look at this song really fondly. It was It's kind of a deep cut. Um, it's not one of the obvious tracks to pick, but I love this song today. Awesome. Yeah, it stayed with me. Nice, man. Yeah. Well, then here it is. Here's Intercept again with So Say Whatever. I guess it's time for me to stand
say whatever man whatever <laughs> whatever man this is my united states christian so says whatever. that he's like so say whatever dude that's my impression <laughs> really? of christian is that what he says oh whatever dude that's what he sounds like i don't think that's christian at all <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he's listening to this episode i'm just kidding my lovely brother who i love so much um you don't sound like that you sound like something else yeah something else other than that Someone with a big chip on their Like in a weird way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, man. So the name of the show is Ryan is Super Strong. And as we're coming to the end of the show, I always ask the same question because, you know, that's kind of the joke of the whole show. And there are so many different types of strength, you know, whether it be mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, all these different things. Um, Basically, you know, I I love the podcast medium because you don't know who's listening, why or where or when. Mm-hmm. And but I always think that you know not everybody relates to everyone, but there's somebody that's listening that relates to you or cares about you or cares about Intercept or something like that. And so I always ask my guest the simple question of just, hey, are you Phil Romo super strong? I'm not nearly as strong as I could be. Okay, I like that answer. Um, I like every answer in this in this section because it says who about who you are. And so what I'd like t- for you to do is expound upon that answer a little bit. And possibly offer a type of mantra, you know, a little bit of advice that makes you as strong as you are and what you want to work on and stuff that can serve as a kind of mantra for the week uh, to our listeners until next week when there's a new guest who offers their little piece of advice at the end of the show. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Do it! So, I've kind of left behind the whole notion of the pursuit of happiness because happiness is a bit fleeting, right? It happens and then it goes away and then hard shit happens. So I like to adopt the pursuit of meaning, the pursuit of meaning. It, it's the end of a heavy set of deadlifts. Mm-hmm. It's after you pushed yourself a little bit further than you thought you could go. It's when you learn something new and useful that you can apply to make your life better. It's picking up your room a little bit. So your life's a little bit less hellish. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find strength, not just in the physical sense, but in the mental and emotional sense, is finding that place where you're optimally challenged. Right. And if you do that and get good at finding those places where you're optimally challenged, you will always have something to do. Mm-hmm. Therefore, your life won't fall into an obstinate tyranny. Mm-hmm. Or a constant state of, you know, of feeling like you're not doing anything productive. I think you're a really good example of that. Start a podcast. I don't know how to start a podcast. Well, learn. 
Mm -hmm. You learn by doing it. Have a plan. It can be a shitty plan. Mm -hmm. It can be a really bad plan, but do it. Yeah. And that's, and then you'll learn. And you only get better. And yeah, exactly. And, and you do it and you suck at it, but then you, this is a Jungian term, circumambulate. Oh yeah. Circumambulate. Like you, you, you shoot toward a particular, (laughs) you have a trajectory somewhere, right? Toward a goal, but you're a little off. So you course correct. Mm -hmm. Then you go that way, but you're still a little bit off. Right. Mm -hmm. But you're getting closer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're supposed to do. If you, there's something you're supposed to do in life, it's that. Find that meaning, that thing you want to achieve. You go towards it and you have a bad plan. You mm-hmm. suck at it. That's great because then all every single step is progress. Yeah. So I look at it more than just like completing a set. I look at it as you can, until you can't, you can constantly improve on your current situation. Sure. Yeah. Right? And you can get closer to finding something meaningful to do. And can't really, the only thing that we know that stops is death. I mean, because it's, you're always going to be, yeah, in some type of your life, you know, whether, even if it's just mental and you're just, yeah. you know, don't have all your physical, you know, abilities that you used to have, you still can work on yourself mentally and emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in, in this, uh, in this life, which can be thought of as a cesspool of suffering and death, you can actually make it worth that yeah. <laughs> by finding something meaningful to to take your time up with, and you can make it worthwhile. Yeah, you know, you have a lot of you probably know a lot of people that go down the wrong path. And think about the people that go down the right path. Or yeah. when you watch a movie, you, you see these heroes and what what's their behavior like. Yeah, you know, for sure. It's usually they're trying their best given their circumstances and they're coming to a new realization of how they should oh, conduct themselves in the world and they're getting better. Yeah. It's like, what else are you going to do with your time here? Sure, yeah. Man, well, thank you. I think I think that's great advice and things to think about. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And like I said, we are coming to the end of the show. Yeah. So now that you've said your piece on that, what I'd like to hear about is plugs. Yeah. Where can people hear, you know, more Intercept music? Where can they check you out on your websites? You know, lessons, shows, social media, anything. What, where, what can people check out if they want to be a fan well, of Phil Romo? Okay. Well, our, um, Intercept's music has been available on iTunes forever. Yeah. We, and Pan, we were one of the first people to get on Pandora, by the mm-hmm. way. You know, so if you have Pandora, a radio, you can stream us. We're, we're on Apple Music. We're on Spotify. Uh, if you want to know what I'm doing, I have a uh, video blog that I, go, that I have on YouTube. It's Phil's music channel. Mm-hmm. I just did an Emmys gig blog to show uh, maybe beginning musicians or students or people that are interested in that, what it takes to do like a production sort of like the Emmy Awards, yeah. which I've done for the past four years, which I feel very fortunate to, to be able to do and expect more content there soon. I'm uh, Phil Fix, P-H-I-L-P-H-Y-X on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can look up. Phil Romo, music educator and bassist on Facebook. 
and I'm Bob News Base on Twitter. I should get all my handles kind of consolidated into <laughs> one thing, shouldn't I? You oh, know? I guess I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think it matters really. I mean, people, yeah. people, because all you do, you, you search your name and, th- yeah, and things pop and, up, and, and yeah, you figure out who it is. Yeah. So, so if you're interested in any of the weirdness that, like you said uh, about Game of Thrones, you don't have to dumb down the audience. You know, yeah. it's just like if you know if the, if you can't remember Phil Picks and Bob Knows Base and the Facebook thing and the website and the, you know, it's just then just Google just Phil Romo and you'll find Google it. Google my name. Look up <laughs> Go to the website. Look it around you'll find them yeah yeah and I, i'm Simple out there and if yeah and, and i i like to hear from you if, if if you like this you know if you if you're into what's ryan what ryan's doing please support him rate his podcast oh know? thank you man yeah that's you know, a, that's one thing give, it, give it five stars and please uh, do and uh yeah, keep on keeping on, Ryan. I love what you're doing. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming in here and course, doing this, man. man. I appreciate I, I, it. I love doing it. You know, I, I, I was hoping uh-huh. when you first did this that you would have it at the original studio because that's where I met your brother. Oh, well, so, well, you know, that's where this podcast started, too, is in the yeah. very same room. Yeah. It's just that, you know, that, but that was, that was uh, No Town Sounds room at the time uh-huh, when i yeah. you know well it was funny because you guys found it you know jeff found it yeah you're at, like you said in 2006 or so 2004 four or something like that yeah and then you know and then by the time intercept kind of stopped and by the time i moved out here and all that we started the podcast in 2015 i think is when we first started <laughs> yeah. hanging out yeah and we and we and the and no town sound was working out of that very same studio and, and i didn't even i didn't even anymore, right i no, it's not it's a furniture store now yeah they but finally like, took over they've been trying to they tried to take over forever and ever and ever yeah. well it was the people that were in all those groups that made that finally uh, shoved into reality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so the, you know we, that studio's out of all of our lives. But it, it was such a weird thing because there were so many years in between Intercept and No Town, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they, but they, but somehow out of all the gin joints in LA, they found the same studio. So it was really cool. It's I didn't really know for sure thing. until yeah. Christian came to do the Christmas episode of our first year. Yeah, and he was like, "Dude, this is the same room. What the hell? Like, this is crazy." Because he knew that I was doing a Nightingale. We didn't know that. Well, Lots of memories, but there. now it's closed. It's been closed for a long time now. But yeah. but yeah, that's where the very same room where Intercept kind of yeah. got its got its uh, really big star, and and the first place where this podcast got its start. Yeah, and it was right. of no planning of our own. Yeah, and very it, cool. But you know, it's just a building, right? You, you your home, your home. But there's an energetic magnetic pull to stuff like that. Yeah, you know, that, I mean that that's true. But you know, home very is where cool. your family is, right? Yeah. So so this room is that studio in that sense. You know, it's, it's yeah for sure. Yeah. It's moved over here now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for being here and. At this moment, I always like to play, uh, plug Chad Coleman, who did the art for the show and has been on the show. Chris Hackman, who has also did the intro and outro music and helped me out with the sound cues and has also been on the show a couple times. The Instagram is Ryan is Super Strong. The Twitter is at Super Strong Ryan. And you can email us at Ryan is Super Strong at Gmail or follow us on Facebook and be part of the community. Yeah. We have had so many uh, badass guests this this in the last several episodes, last several months now. And the show is growing and growing, and I'm getting more no- notifications of people listening from all around the world. So it's so cool. And if you would like to help me continue that growth, like Phil said, please go rate and review the show. Uh, when I get more listeners, all it does is give more ears to people like Phil and his music, which also happens to be uh, Christian and Jeff music, and you know of Intercept who. Uh, you know, I just want them to keep on going because, uh, you know, selfishly, I want to see some more intercept stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to someday. Yeah, uh, but so, great. but so, yeah, just it's just awesome. You know, getting more listeners just means that more of these badass musicians get more airtime, and I love that. So, please do rate and review the show. And then uh, the last thing I do on every show is I like to talk to a listener, a group of listeners, and try to get them to up their game in some way. And I'm gonna do that right now. This week, I'm talking to all the people that love Game of Thrones but treat people who don't know anything about it like poop. 
Now, Phil, you're not one of those people, Phil. No. You, you love Game of Thrones, and you like to share your love, and you would never do it in a condescending or mean way as if I'm a lesser person. Because I was I was naive to it a few months ago. So Sure. Yeah. Well, Lori and I also don't watch any of it, and uh, we're proud of that you know, in, in a way, but also it's, it's, we, it's not because we don't want to watch it or anything. Like that. It's just that we haven't. But we have gotten some real shit from people. For, <laughs> and like you said, we're missing a cultural event. Uh, so, and it feels that way in a way, but we just don't have the time for every single piece of content. So if you're someone, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for you in my life in a way. <laughs> uh, but, I, but, I, but if you're someone who's given crap to people who just don't have time to watch a TV show, then hey, shut up! <laughs> Change your wily ways. Listen to the advice of someone like Phil Romo. Go back in the archive and listen to all of the advice of my badass guests. And stop giving people so much shit for not watching Game of Thrones. I know this is a few weeks old now, but now, so now it's even more important. Lay off. <laughs> if you do these things to change your wily Game of Thrones loving ways, then maybe, just maybe one day, you might be super strong too. Just like Ryan. <laughs>